Welcome to Your Truth Revealed, a video podcast that explores your hidden physical and mental health potential. I'm Erica Marcoux, and I share with you the power of self-knowledge. I interview industry professionals to talk about how you can be your own health expert. You're listening to episode 13, Know Your Pain. This is the first part of an interview with physical therapist, Rachel Palmer. We explain what pain actually is and practical ways to alleviate it. Rachel Palmer has a Bachelor of Science in Kinesiology and her doctorate in physical therapy from Mount St. Joseph University. She is a physical therapist with Baylor Scott and White Institute for Rehabilitation. Nerves are very temperamental, so if anything is poking or prodding on them, they will let you know, okay. and they'll let you know right away. Yeah. Listen as we dive into the aspects of pain that can lead to better health. Rachel, mm-hmm. I appreciate you taking the time to yeah, be with our course, audience today. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. Around 20% of people at any time have pain that has persisted more than three months. And most of us don't even understand what pain is. So can you explain pain? (laughs) What a great intro. That's right. (laughs) Pain is this physiological response that our body has to kind of let us know what's going on and to protect us. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like a survival instinct, so to speak. Uncomfortable, yes, but it provides us with that input so that we're able to learn how to avoid those behaviors that provide that response. Okay. Yeah. Pain is a good thing. Pain is a good thing. And though unpleasant, Mm -hmm. it's our brain trying to keep us in survival mode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. It's just trying to give us that input so that we're going to avoid those behaviors that cause pain Mm -hmm. and that that's going to prolong our life. We have learned more about the biology of the brain in the last 20 years than we have in the previous 2,000 years. Yeah, science has come a long way recently. And what a phenomenal time Mm -hmm. to to be in right now to understand this most basic thing that I'm sure all human beings have experienced throughout time. Absolutely, yeah. It's really quite remarkable. They used to think the brain, that's just what it was. You couldn't change it. And now there's all this science of behind like neuroplasticity where it's like Mm -hmm. the brain can actually change with different you know stresses placed on it and demands and it can adapt and at first they thought it was only in children but now it's all through all stages of life it's really quite and doesn't that actually make a lot more sense the brain Mm -hmm. is plastic right and adaptable i mean as a human species like Mm -hmm. we have to be adaptable or we're not going to survive right exactly an extreme situation if someone you know, loses a sense, like if they lose their sight, those different centers that were all about that sight, they're not being used, they're not being utilized. So then how people, stronger senses of smell and better senses of touch and all of those centers become stronger because they're used more and they take up more space in the brain. Isn't that awesome? I know, it's really cool. And so even up until the day that we die, our Mm -hmm. brain is still adapting and changing. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It just shows that we're not a st- in a static state. Mm-hmm. None of this is yeah. static. Yeah. And we're constantly changing and, and can improve. The mm-hmm. more knowledge that we have, the better we can understand our bodies, the mm-hmm. more we can change our behaviors to help. Absolutely. The brain is our command center and has an alarm system. 
And there are millions of sensors throughout our entire nervous system that can communicate about pain. What are these pain sensors and how are they specialized? Just like you have sensors that pick up light in your eyes and, you know, that pick up different tastes and chemical changes so you can taste different things. Same thing goes for these pain sensors. So there's a couple different kinds. They vary fancy and you know <laughs> latin or italian kind of based names but i won't get into all of that okay. <laughs> but they can be broken down into basically three different categories so there's ones that are based on temperature changes mm-hmm. mechanical changes mm-hmm. and chemical changes well temperature self-explanatory like hot or cold right so is any time our body experiences hot or cold it's just picking up on those sensors and sending that to the brain. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then mechanical changes. So that's like a change in pressure. So if someone squeezes your arm or pinches you or if something sharp pokes you, those are all mechanical changes. Okay. Okay. And then chemical changes. Those are all just like different chemical processes that happen in your body that you pick up on. So like if you work out and you're really sore, that buildup of lactic acid, those sensors are picking up on that. Like histamines that you can pick up from the environment. So like if you have allergies, those are all chemical changes. When I was researching for this interview, mm-hmm. that was the, the pain sensor that I mm-hmm. knew least about. Yeah. And that's probably what I experienced the most of. Right. And histamine in particular, living in Austin and mm-hmm. having <laughs> <Yeah>. allergies to <laughs> allergies just about Austin anything. No that, right, yeah, right. it's a <laughs> joke and it's a big deal. I have a histamine intolerance, which can translate as physical pain for me, like body aches and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. That it took me the probably the last two years to even properly diagnose and understand. Mm-hmm. But that was a different type of pain other than mechanical or temperature. Right. When your body goes through a pain process, mm-hmm. you know, there's these chemicals that kind of rush in to try to help repair things and all of that other stuff. And then there's byproducts that get kind of thrown into the Ooh. inflammation. And so these byproducts, if they settle in the tissue too long, that's a chemical change to the tissue. And then mm-hmm. that can cause a more heightened pain response too if they stay there too long and then you get what i would imagine is mm -hmm. like this negative feedback loop where it's really hard to break that cycle right exactly let's say you sprain your ankle Mm -hmm. you know then those ligaments are immediately stretched a mechanical change Mm -hmm. that happens your body's going to react to that and try to you know it's a reflex almost for all those other muscles to guard and Mm -hmm. to spasm and to activate so then when that happens then your body's like oh this trauma occurred we're going to rush in all we're going to increase the blood flow to the area Mm -hmm. we're going to bring in all these nutrients we're going to start repairing everything and then that cycle kind of will continue well when that cycle is going on for a normal period of time then you know the inflammation will gradually be less and less because those structures are healing and then that's Mm -hmm. that's a good thing um but if it for whatever reason, gets stuck in that little bit of a pain cycle that can cause more nerve irritation because those byproducts don't get flushed out of out of that region. How can we flush the byproducts? <laughs> you know, like you, the big things that obviously I deal with because uh-huh. I'm a therapist is like movement. Okay, movement and exercise are huge mm-hmm. things because when someone has pain, they want. To just like the body's natural response is to kind of guard around that and protect that area. People are so afraid to move. They think if, oh, if I move, then that's going to create 
more pain or I'm going to hurt something else or I'm going to make it worse or something like that, which can be true, but there's ways to move that are good for the area, get some muscle pumping going on in the area, mm-hmm. get some, it, which helps to circulate that inflammation out of your system and gotcha. bring in new blood flow with new nutrients to kind of help right. work on that. So the worst thing you could do is that if you do sprain your ankle, mm-hmm. you don't want to just immobilize it and like never walk on it. Right. Because then that's just, everything's just going to rush to the area, but then it's just going to sit there and it's not going to yeah. move its way through. And then, and then that just creates a whole slew of, of issues. That's why it's important to get, you know, gentle movement at first, mm-hmm. you know, and then work on building up strength and mm-hmm. reeducating everything because those muscles are going to be tight because they're trying to protect the ankle. They right. don't understand that you just, you know, walked over a curb and rolled it or something like that. The body doesn't know. The that. body doesn't yeah. know. It's it, like, it would be so great if you could just be like, just hey, tell it. just calm down. <laughs> It'll be all right. <laughs> just chill out. But yeah, it would be great if we could do that. But unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't. The, the muscles don't communicate with the brain in that way. So yeah. that's a that's why it's good to, to get do. the knowledge from someone yeah. like a physical therapist. Right, right, <laughs> to right. Be able right. to explain it to you yeah. so that you can better take care of it. Absolutely. I, yeah. I broke my finger pretty badly in my front door. Mm-hmm. It just got so stiff. Mm-hmm. And I remember having to go to physical therapy for that. And we would just sit there and move the finger and for about like, half an hour. And you're like, why am I paying you for Right. And it hurts so much, but that was the healing, right? I mean, that was, that was the physical exercise that I'm assuming. So yeah. So like you're getting the tendons sliding along the finger Uh, there. uh And then, um, because with that inflammation in there, it kind of gets things to stick together, unfortunately. And when things are stuck together, not supposed to be, then that tugging is a mechanical change that prompts those, you know, those nerve uh, receptors that we were mm-hmm. talking about before those nociceptors so like that tugging then is going to be like oh wait this isn't supposed to happen so then you get pain and then it's just like uh, that cycle also, again yeah cycle again yeah so and i also massaged it mm-hmm. every night for about half an hour Good. that hurts so bad but mm-hmm. i it did help it heal faster yeah than i think if as i hadn't right there's not a lot of muscles in your actual fingers huh so okay. there's a lot, a lot of the muscles that control your fingers are actually, they actually live here and the mm-hmm. tendons are like super, super long. So the, the muscle pumping I was talking about doesn't occur here because there's no muscle belly. So that's oh, why you had to massage it and that's I why see. you had to move it. Gotcha. So those are the two reasons why you had to do Excellent. that. Specific for that. That was five injury. years ago and now I right. understand why I was doing right, what right. I was doing. <laughs> when receptors respond to stimulus. Mm-hmm. They open so that positively charged particles from outside the neuron rush into the neuron. Can you explain yeah. that? Just like any cell in your body to reach a threshold, mm-hmm. like there has to be a change in polarity. So okay. So when that happens, then that certain parts of the cell open and then those ions will rush in. And once it gets to a certain level, then that sparks that potential, especially with uh, nerve cells whenever that happens. Whenever okay. it reaches that potential then it fires and then it sends that signal all the way through the nerve up to the brain to communicate what's going on. Right. But every cell does that. So, but it's just for these particular nerve cells, their pathway is the nerve channel that goes Mm -hmm. up to the brain. This just is so important for me to Mm -hmm. explain to the audience. Coming from the perspective that I come from, um, but about 400 years ago, French philosopher René Descartes 
describe the separation between the mind and the body, Mm -hmm. which we now know is completely untrue, especially in relation to pain. Mm -hmm. So uh, is it true that pain is on your head? Technically, (laughs) yes, but that's just where we perceive the pain. So without our brain, we wouldn't perceive pain. Right. Exactly. I think that's an important distinction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, you're getting all these messages, you know, and your brain has to interpret all of these messages. Mm -hmm. If these, you know, nerve cells are firing and sending that message to your brain, your brain is going to perceive pain. Sometimes people will say, like, oh, I have a high pain threshold. Yeah. Or I have a high pain tolerance. That's probably what they say. Yes. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, just how they perceive it is just a little bit different. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people can tolerate more pain Mm -hmm. than others, but it's all subjective. It's hard to pinpoint that exactly. A noxious stimulus or a painful stimulus. Mm -hmm. Like if I poke you with the end of your pen, maybe you can tolerate more pressure before you're like, ow, where Mm -hmm. I can only tolerate half of that. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we still feel the pain. Yes. It's just on a different level. Just how we perceive it is a little bit different. And and then how important it is to be able to communicate with your physical therapist what the pain actually feels like, because there's no way you could know you're not me, for instance. Mm -hmm. And how we all have to be our own best advocate, health advocate. Yes, yes. To be able to articulate that. Mm -hmm. Before you go into the doctor, people kind of rehearse like, okay, like, like, what are my symptoms? Like, Mm -hmm. how long have I been feeling this? Trying to gather all the data to be able to give that to your doctor. Same thing for us. It's just a little bit different. We need more like specific or descriptive things. Mm -hmm. They can tell me when it happened, but sometimes people do have a hard time articulating. I'm like, well, what does it feel like? What hurts? And I'm like, I I understand it hurts. Mm -hmm. The way they describe it greatly leads me in the direction I need to go as far as what structure is at fault and what is causing their pain. What kind of descriptors would help for you as a practitioner? So if something is sharp Mm -hmm. or burning, that's more like nerve pain. Okay. If there's something that's compressing or putting pressure on a nerve or tugging on a nerve or somehow bothering and nerves are very temperamental so if anything is poking or prodding on them they will let you know okay and they'll let you know right away yeah and that's that burning or or sharp pain mm-hmm. or like electric but sometimes and again the electric yeah. could be chemical pain it could be it could be but okay. more but usually when someone is experiencing something that's like oh it's just shooting down my leg that's kind of what i mean by electric I, I so like if it's shooting down my leg or shooting down my arm or something like that that's more like a nerve usually it wouldn't be traveling that kind of a distance if it was another structure like a muscle hmm. if it was a muscle it would probably be more like achy mm-hmm. or throbbing dull ache yeah. Achy tends to be reserved more for like muscles. And again, it's just so important to just get a really good history when I am talking to patients because sometimes they can say it's sharp, but that doesn't necessarily always mean that it's a nerve. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sometimes that can be just like joint compression or something pinching on a tendon or something like that. Something really intermittent mm-hmm. that isn't constant like all the time. Mm-hmm. Getting the narrative or the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be something that happened to a patient 20 years ago yeah. that's showing up today because of right. compensation, like the body's trying to create as much balance or homeostasis as they as it can right. until right. it just gives out. 
goes back to survival again. Okay. All those survival instincts, those primitive responses that the body has. If you're walking along and bump your leg on something and then that muscle is sore, it needs time to heal. It's Mm -hmm. not able to like perform its function adequately. Mm -hmm. As a caveman, you're not going to just sit there and be like, I need to rest my leg because you'll starve to death or an animal is going to find you and eat you. Uh Okay, don't get too relaxed. (laughs) Right, don't get too relaxed. Other muscles in the area are going to be like, hey, you know what? We kind of do that function. We're going to help you out. So then they'll jump in there. Okay. And they'll try to help that muscle area out while it's starting to heal. But sometimes if it doesn't heal or if it kind of gets caught up in that relaxation phase or that kind of pain cycle that we Mm -hmm. talked about, then it's just going to be like, you know what? I'm good. You guys just got it. I'm not going to do anything. You guys just, I think you guys are doing a great job. It checks out. It checks out. Turns off. Yeah, turns off. Checks out. It doesn't work anymore. Those other muscles are jumping in and then they're like, this is okay at first, but I'm like really getting stressed out. (laughs) I'm getting tired. (laughs) I'm getting really tired. This is too much. It's kind of like if you're at the office and then the person sitting next to you that's got a sort of similar job to you, but not really. They just like throw their papers in the air and they're like, I'm done. And they quit. And then your boss is like, well, you got to do their job and your job. And then after a while, you're going to be frazzled and not know what to do. So then when those muscles are frazzled, then other muscles jump in. And so the cycle will continue. Mm -hmm. But whenever that happens, those muscles get kind of guarded and bound down. Then there's decreased blood flow to those areas. And when there's decreased blood flow, then then some swelling can happen. Those byproducts again that we talked about before. Mm -hmm. And then you get those pain receptors firing. That whole series of what I just said Mm -hmm. could have happened in like a week. It could have happened in a month. It could have happened over years. What is the level to where you start to have that pain? It just is dependent Mm -hmm. per person. And then to treat it, I would assume is to get those muscles to start activating again and working. Right. And getting back with the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to re-educate those muscles that Mm -hmm. have been on vacation, so to speak. They got hurt and they're like, you know what? I'm good. You're like, no, 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 no. Please please come back. (laughs) Please come back. Do you remember how you used to do this? Okay. Let's do that again. Yeah. And then you have to calm down all the other muscles because they're going to be stuck in that spasm cycle too where they're going to be on all the time Uh and so you have to calm all of them down Mm -hmm. as well as you're re-educating those other muscles turning them on and strengthening them the big thing is trying to figure out the tissue at fault they don't necessarily get the right answer as Mm -hmm. far as what is going on Mm -hmm. luckily a lot of the physicians that refer to us are pretty good but sometimes i'll get a patient that comes to me and the doctor said i had this well, did you guys talk about what that means? And he's like, no, I have like no idea. It's so important to be able to take control of that situation. You can't take control if you don't know what you're dealing with. That's right. I work with the body all day long, but mm-hmm. people don't know the anatomy of the shoulder and how everything ties in with that. Most people don't or, know yeah. physiology and anatomy. <laughs> right. Even right, though we right. all have a body, we don't yeah. tend to understand it yeah. much at all. And mm-hmm. I think this is just my opinion, but Mm -hmm. we rely so heavily on our primary care physicians Mm -hmm. and we have to understand that they're generalized. They're not going to know every single piece Mm -hmm. of, of information about the body in the way that you do. That's what your specialty is. So the best thing Mm -hmm. that a patient could do is get a referral to you or to know to ask for it. Right. The whole spectrum that doctors have to, (sighs) it's a lot in in that short amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's four years of coursework in med school. I did three years just 
and the musculoskeletal system. And obviously, the more that these doctors are working, the more experience they get, the better that they are able to understand these things and pick mm-hmm. up on certain conditions. They can also get further education. And things. they're still typically so. just meeting with a patient 15, 20 minutes. I mean, it would be hard yeah. to uncover everything that they needed to. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I want to do this podcast mm-hmm. is to inform people as best as I can mm-hmm. so that they can be their own health expert yes. and know what to ask their doctor for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to know generally what's going on right. with their own body because nobody can really help anyone unless the person who's experiencing the pain is able to articulate it and find mm-hmm. the help that they need. Absolutely. That's huge. It is huge. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a big gap right mm-hmm. now. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, I agree. I agree. And especially with opioids being, yes, you know, overly prescribed and everything. Sometimes pain can be so much where we need to help out the person in the moment, you know, like mm-hmm. you need to help calm it down so that they can function and they can move. But those pain medicines, and that's covering up what's the what's root happened. cause, the root cause. And you need to figure out what that root cause is. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to your doctor first and trying to pinpoint what exactly is going on. Maybe it's not musculoskeletal. Even though your shoulder hurts, it could be a referral pattern. Absolutely. From a different part of your body. Can you, you know, explain with, that a little bit sure, deeper? Because yeah, I don't think yeah. a lot of people know that, well, I have a pain in my neck here, but mm-hmm. if you really look at the body, it's coming from the right shoulder because it's referred pain. Right. There could be referred pain from an organ. Ah. Okay. You know what the symptoms of a heart attack? I've not had the symptoms of a heart attack. Right, 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 right. Just totally teasing you. <laughs> but, you know, they say, okay, pain into your left shoulder. Okay. And down your left arm. There's nothing wrong with your arm or your shoulder. That's just where that organ tends to have that pattern mm-hmm. where it does show up mm-hmm. to alert your system of something happening every organ has a different referral pattern Mm -hmm. for the body so like kidneys is low back it's definitely important to go to your doctor and get those things checked out Mm -hmm. because if i screen and i'm not finding anything if no movement changes your pain then it's probably not something wrong with the tissue that's at fault that's causing Mm -hmm. your pain that's when I would refer the patient back to the physician. Because in the nervous check. system, there there are nerves that go into each organ then right. send the signal back to the brain. There's nerves just, just going everywhere mm-hmm. to let you know and give you good feedback. And there's feedback loops between your brain and your body and kind of mm-hmm. goes back and forth. So there's certain reflexes that happen sometimes along those nerve pathways that are just super quick. That mm-hmm. You don't even have time to think about them. Your central nervous system, which is your brain mm-hmm. and your spinal cord, mm-hmm. and then your peripheral nervous system, mm-hmm. which are all the nerves that come off of your spinal cord and then go into all, like you said, the organs and the muscles. And mm-hmm. a perfect example of one of these really quick reflexes that you don't even have time to think about is like if you touch something hot, uh-huh. you don't have time to put your hand on a stove, realize it's hot, and then be like, oh, maybe I should take my hand off the stove. It's so fast. Because right. otherwise it you get tissue damage. Exactly. And so your body's trying to, again, protect itself. Mm-hmm. It's a protective reflex. If you're touching something hot, that, that heat signal, that thermal change, activates those pain receptors. They mm-hmm. reach threshold, like we talked about before, and then they send a signal all the way up the nerve, up to the brain. The brain is like, let go, and then it comes right back down and then gets the muscles to come back. I had an so. example of that. I had one of these mugs that... Mm-hmm. 
is not microwavable, which I think is so odd, but mm-hmm. I had put it in the microwave and, and pulled it out. And mm-hmm. my husband was just standing on the other side of the kitchen. As soon as I pulled it out, I just dropped it. I mean, I was very calm, but yeah. I just, and it just went everywhere. And he was like, was it what just was that? It was on fire. Oh, yeah. And I didn't get burned or anything. I just started laughing. Yeah, because yeah. I, that was so fast. Right, right, like, right. Like, just boom, boom. Yeah. No, there was no thought about it. I guess that thought. was what was so funny. It's right, almost right, like right. I was observing mm-hmm. my own reaction yeah, to the and hot you're just mug. Like, what is happening here? Yeah. Speaking of reducing pain, an effective supplement is CBD. Our featured product is Wabe's CBD oil. It doesn't contain THC, that means it's safe and it's legal. Studies have shown that CBD oil may help reduce pain and inflammation. Researchers have even found that it's been most effective in people who suffer from conditions like arthritis and MS. Go to yourtruthreveal.com slash store. Welcome to the bonus segment of my video podcast, Your Truth Revealed. This is where I answer your questions. Some of you are asking, at what point is pain an indicator that something more serious is happening? Well, let's break it down. 100% of the pain we feel is produced by the brain. No brain, no pain. When you feel pain, your brain is telling you that there is a threat and aims to protect and heal your body. That's the pain you feel. Among the most common pain we experience as human beings is low back pain and headaches. Around 20% of people at any time have pain that has persisted for more than three months. Now there's two types of common pain, acute and chronic. Acute pain is short-lived. This pain immediately follows an injury and involves tissue damage. It improves within a few weeks or six months. During this time, it's good to stay active. Chronic pain, in comparison, lasts longer than six months. It's a result of an underlying injury and tissue damage is not the main issue. Chronic pain is more difficult to treat. There is a third type of pain that belongs in its own category. It's called neuropathic. You may also hear people call this nerve pain. This pain occurs after an injury where there is no tissue damage at all. Nerve pain travels primarily down the nervous system. This type of pain is no fun because your brain keeps producing pain even when you're not in danger. It's all based on the sensitivity of your nervous system. The good news is that there are steps that you can take if you're suffering from pain. And here's my advice. First, answer these questions. How long have you had the pain? How often does the pain occur? And how long does it last? And finally, where does it hurt in your body? After you answer those questions, record your experience for one week. Write down any actions that increase or lessen your pain and for how long. For instance, Maybe walking quickly for 45 minutes causes pain in your back. Maybe an Epsom salt bath decreases your pain for three days. Now this step is pretty important. Consult a professional. This can be a physical therapist, chiropractor, or any other pain specialist. 
Take all the information you gathered to your first appointment with them. Know that everyone feels pain differently. So you need to be able to explain your pain. I'm giving you full permission to be your own health expert. I hope this equips you with the steps to take toward healing. For more learning, download your free worksheet on my website, yourtruthrevealed.com. Please subscribe and add a rating and review at Your Truth Revealed on Apple iTunes. There are also great resources in the show notes. Make sure you tune into episode 14 with physical therapist Rachel Palmer as we continue this conversation. Nerves are this pathway mm-hmm. that your body is able to communicate with your brain and vice versa. Okay. So you have nerves that go to all parts of your body. It's just this really good communication system to you know your central database, like your brain. Mm-hmm. So everything's getting on the same page. I'm Erica Marcoux. Thanks for listening.